on some other shit? These guys right here. With like the three things in them? Yeah. Why do they call it the mothership? Because you just go into outer space? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like one of our first of our collections. And then the original right there, which is on 44 tubing, about 15 inches. Kind of one up from the Kiki, which is like your standard everyday use for wholesale. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But that's, people are like, oh, what's up with it? So it's just like a one up. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I know you do. Now that I studied you. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Faded Truth. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the growth. I came out of retirement, okay, for my special guest today. We are live here at the Dream Factory by Jerome Baker. I'm so excited to have a cannabis connoisseur, the Gangier Managing Director, an antique smoking paraphernalia aficionado, and a 40-year cultivator. I got Derek Gilman on the show. How you feeling? I'm doing great, Angela. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me here. What a cool spot to have an interview. Um, the Jerome Baker Workshop. I know. It took me a while to find a spot, and I was. that's why when I talked to you this week, I was like, I was really wondering if I was going to have to push it out, but you know how everything works in its favor, and we were supposed to be here. It was meant to it. be. We made it. I think this is the biggest bong I've ever seen. Yes. When I <laughs> oh, by came the way. here, I thought it was like one of those blow-up ones. Okay. But it's yeah. just glass. It's yeah. amazing. No, I would need a ladder to use that. I'm too short for that one. <laughs> I think I hit like a four-foot bong when I was younger in like, yeah. you know, maybe like high school or middle school, and I, even that was when I realized like I'm not a bong hitter and then I turned into a blunt smoker, right? Uh, and then I always liked the art of smoking it. But sure. like, I've been using my bong a little bit here and there now, putting some northern lights in at night maybe. Well, very you cool. Know. I love what you're touching on because that is cannabis connoisseurship. Paying attention to what you're consuming and how you're consuming it. Okay. Right? You yeah, because when you said connoisseurship, I was like, all right, well, I've heard of like Samanier comparable, right, with the Gangier program. Absolutely. But I yeah. never heard it as. So I, now that I've done my research on you, I mean, I got a legend over here. Um, Let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to start off because it said you were a second generation cultivator um, yeah. from California. So who was the first? Uh, my dad. Okay. Um, my dad was more of a hobbyist cultivator than a professional cultivator, um, but he taught me how to grow when I was in junior high school. I grew my first plant. Wow. I wasn't smoking just yet, to be clear, uh, but I grew my first plant, and that's when my uh, relationship with cannabis began. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like yeah. your family was always in cannabis. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, my dad was more of a dealer than a grower, but he had the <laughs> hobbyist grow going on. Wait, so what did you grow? What kind was it? Uh, back then? That's been many, many two moons and many two joints ago for me to remember what we grew. Uh, likely he had some type of, uh, you know, equitorial seeds he may have collected. You know, this is like the mid 80s. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this so is this way was before back there was when. Like There's no apricot mimosa. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Out in the 80s. <laughs> no, like everything was called like where it was from. Right. It was Colombian. It was Mexican. It was okay. Jamaican. Maybe it was Michoacan or a walk-in if it was from Mexico or. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah. that's amazing because I grew up like, you know, I actually started smoking with my dad when I was like 17 maybe, but my mom thought I was a drug addict for getting all my uh, kids at graduation. We couldn't walk All right. because I went to a private school, Christian school for high school, and I got everyone to smoke weed at prom. And someone snitched to like the superintendent. That it was you. And, and I, yeah, so all of us couldn't walk. So, you know, after that, it was like, oh my God. And now it's just funny that I'm in this space that like my mom now has CBD gummies every night. She wants to actually smoke THC again after years and years of being paranoid, you know? So it's like she needs that for her pain, her sleep. And people are starting to realize like how powerful the plant is. 
But it's just crazy to me because she's like, oh, I'm going to go to the dispensary. And uh, um, they grow their own. I, I already looked them up. They grow their own. And yeah. I'm like, what? Indoor? What are you talking about, Mom? <laughs> now she knows. Now yeah. she's becoming a connoisseur, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So The world um, has come around with cannabis legalization. Or it's still coming around. Um, yeah, it's a lot different than it used to be. And you've had to see some some shit in Cali with all the how the regulations and everything's been going and the raids and like over-regulation. Right? Unfortunately, the over-regulation has been uh, choking the small farmer, I hate to say. You yeah. know, those that were, you know, legacy growers, those have been growing all the killer herb for us over the past few decades. Um, there's now an extinction event going on for them um, due to the over-regulation. Right. Yeah. It's, gotcha. It, it kind of sucks. Um, but there's still a few great ones around. I brought some herb to I'm share so with you. I'm so excited. Actually, some... look, I have this uh, chest right very cool and i decided to bring out this chest for you that i that jerome baker had here what do you have in here this your so, chest yes nice. i brought some of the stuff that i'm currently smoking so we can kind of compare it i want you to tell me what you think I like and that. i even brought my magnifying glass if you want to get crazy because nice. it's been a while since i magnified my weed <laughs> you know, so with cannabis um you know it's about the appearance it's about the aroma it's about the flavor it's about that experience that it ultimately impacts. Um, you know, it's not just about getting high. Right. Okay, because you can consume cannabis and maybe it gets you high, or maybe it gets you stoned, depending on what you're consuming and how you're consuming it. Um, yeah. That's why I like to say I'm, a, I'm like a conscious, now I'm like more conscious cannabis consumption, because when I smoked when I was younger, I was smoking since like 13, right? And I just would be smoking like, Blunts to the face, Dutches to the face, right, from Jersey. Then when sure. I moved to Vegas, I switched to, like, white owls and, like, things that stayed moist, right? Wow. And then I started realizing, like, I'm not going to try and stop smoking anytime soon, especially living in a cannabis-friendly state. Sure. You know, so I'm like, what, what? I need to do better. So then I switched to hemp wraps, you know, so I smoke hemp now only instead of blunts and all that because I'm like, I don't want to fuck my shit up because I'm trying to smoke forever. So now <laughs> I'm trying to get into the joints. And that's perfect because you're going to help me roll a joint today. <laughs> oh, far out. We can do that. Definitely. Um, should we begin with the Yeah, let's rolling? start with something. What do we want to start with? So I brought, um, shout out to Sierra Living Organics. In, um, Nate. Yes. Yes. Nate, Nate Brandy. who happens to be a certified ganjier, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah, shout out to y'all because they're making my strain, which is called Faded Brunch. So cool. And it's an apricot mimosa mixed with a Sierra cherries. And I did it because I'm a huge sativa person. You know, I know we don't use those words when we get deep into it with sure. the cultivars. But I like to be up, productive, do my shit, go to the gym. You know, I go shopping. Like, I'm not trying to be down in the couch. Active, right? engaged. So yes. um, I'm making, a, like, hybrid kind of because I don't want people to have that heavy limonene and get those heart palpitations. And some people, it's like coffee for them. They don't feel good, right? And that's why a lot of people, like, don't like sativa. They like indica. Yeah. So I made this, the strain I'm making. It's like a balance. It's going to be like heavy on the terpeniline, pinene, and myrcene. So it's kind of like I'm excited to see how it comes together. Very cool. And you I'll know, be going up there in November to, to smoke it. I'm sure you know Sierra <laughs> Family Farms came in first place at the Emerald Cup yes. this past year. So uh, you chose um, an excellent farmer to partner with uh, Yeah, in developing your own genetics. So oh, cool. um, I brought pineapple Thai. Um, POG, pineapple, orange, guava. Yep. And I brought a Northern Lights phenotype one or two, I believe. They got a lot. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's put our noses into these. So yes, this is the pineapple tie, I believe, and that's one. That one's actually really um, it hits you like 
The apricot mimosa they have is one of my faves, but this one hits you harder than that. Like you're definitely, you feel it. You know, so when it comes to aroma, um, there's the intensity of the aroma. You do that initial jar pop. Okay, does it jump out at you, or do you need to kind of get it up into your nose? Okay. Or do you have to break it up before the aroma comes out? So that's the intensity, right? Beyond the intensity, there's the complexity. So there's how strong it is, and then there's like how many different things, how many different layers are, are you, you picking up? Yeah, like when you talked about that cross, you know, you talked about the pineapple, you know, orange guava, the pog, right? Um, because it has each of those flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this, this one smells a lot more fruity. That's nice. That's the pog. That definitely smells like a daytime. Mm-hmm. Harrison, Hugo, want to smell? <laughs> yes. Shout out to Hugo, because I actually discovered the Sierra Family Farms at his house. He had the Cannabition Museum house for a while, and we had the giant nug. That was our background. Oh, get out of here. The giant Buddha. Very cool. Yeah, we had good, good times. So what I'm, <laughs> what I'm picking up... Um, from these samples you have here, um, and I happen to know Nate, uh, you know, in Sierra Family Farms, that there are full season sun grown farmers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're not doing any light depths that might be available, you know, mid or late summer. Um, that's oh, why that's I like nice. them too, because they were like premium outdoor, you know, they're really like on their shit. And that's why it took a little bit longer this year for them to harvest because of the, it was so, so cold they set up there. It's been, you know, they had a lot of snow this this winter. I'm picking up like a Valencia orange note. Off See, of that this one. is like, and because he gave it to me, because he knows that I hate um, indica, but he was like, I think you might like it. It has a daytime pheno in it, you know. So it actually doesn't put me like out out like a normal indica would, but sure. I still smoke that at night now. Yeah. Which before I had like a jar of indica, and I would just raffle it off at like parties because I'm like, I'm not smoking. This. <laughs> Too heavy. Too strong. <laughs> so I like oh. how I'm like now changing with it. So what'd you bring? Um, I brought some Larry, uh, some lemon cherry gelato from Fallen Oak Farms. Um, this is in uh, Salmon Creek area of Southern Humboldt, a uh, neighbor of mine. And uh, this is some light depth. So this was harvested just a month ago. Yes. Go ahead. I'm going to let you pop the jar on that. Wow. So what I can, what I'm picking up from yours versus what I brought because this is so fresh. And what I was saying about, um, you know, Sierra Family Farms is that's likely last year's harvest. That's likely a 2022 20, fall oh, harvest. I begin, there. I'm like, whatever you got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to the dispensary. <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, this here is late summer 2023 wow. light depth harvest. So it's much fresher. Um, hasn't been fully cured yet. So you're going to pick up some of the chlorophylls. You're gonna I, get it a lot smells of those like folks. very deep, like, I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I don't smell the lemon or the cherry. I smell like something completely really rich. different. There's some, yeah. That smells really amazing. What does that smell when I'm picking up one? In identifying aromas, um, there's a t it's a two-step process. It's the ability to detect and then the ability to interpret what you're detecting. Um, the best way to go about it is to start broad and then go narrow. Um, so in Gangier, we have five aroma categories. We have fruit, fuel, floral, earth, and sweet. And so the best first thing to do in your process is try and identify what you're smelling. And it can either be like, oh, that's fruity, or mm, it's not gas, it's not earth. You know, it's either process of elimination, 
if it doesn't just jump out to you and tell you what it is. Right, because I feel like the earthy jumps out at you if there it's you earthy. And so why, yeah, I explained it rather than tell you what I'm smelling is we each have different detectors. Can we go through those five again? You said fruity, fuel, earthy. Uh, floral and sweet. And sweet. So would this be fruity or sweet? I love how you close I'm getting, your eyes. I'm getting earth and fruit off of this. Because <laughs> I know the fuel, so the fuel is like terpenaline, right? So I would have some be, fuel here. Like when you say, oh, that's that gas. I've got some <laughs> gas right here. So close that up. Okay. And uh, yeah, and tell me if there's any gas going on here. This is the okay, RS11. Can you take some um, video just this way? I mean, mm. landscape, I mean, portrait, whatever the fuck it's called. So this is RS11, also from Fallen Oak Farms, also light depth that was harvested about five weeks ago now. Where's Fallen Oak Farms at? Uh, Salmon Creek, Southern Humboldt. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this one smells definitely more earthy. Yeah, and there should be, you should be getting some fuel off that too. Earthy fuel. Yeah. Okay, I and then fuel. at the end, it's like, I get like a citrus maybe? Mm-hmm. That one is highly complex in my estimation. There is a whole lot going on in there. That one smells good. I find, um, oh. I find the earth as you did, the fuel, the fruit. I love how you share with everybody here too. That's so cool. <laughs> well, yeah, because everyone's got to, you know, be part of it. Yeah. I did a, um, I did a, the cannabis cup. I did the cannabis cup like two years ago, I think. With um, I in, I interviewed a guy from High Times, mm -hmm. and then I ended up getting a cannabis cup thing, and that's when I had Nick at Tea. All right. Um, he came on the show, but then we ended up doing like a live, and he helped me go through and do the questions because I was like, I don't know, want to like what number this is, what. You know, I don't even know what I'm doing. So yeah. he like went through it with me and we did it. I wrote a little paragraph about each one, you know, and I really liked, there was one from like Anthropology brand, which is like, I think a local brand. It was called Secret Triangle. I thought that was a clothing brand. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, but, Nick is great. Um, he has such um, a developed and mature palate. Um, you know, Nick T is traveling all over the globe. He's judging mm -hmm. competitions. Right now he's in Copenhagen judging a competition. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the interview you did with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at all your interviews. They were great. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll cap one? this back up so we can keep those highly volatile aromatics That's in the jar. That's what I'm saying, because we're in Vegas. And uh, lastly, I brought this first class funk. Ooh. Also from Fallen Oak Farms. First class funk. I feel like I dug too deep in there. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little green on your nose afterwards. <laughs> I feel like it smells very similar to that one. It there is. Um, I get fuel off this first class funk as well. Um, I think there's some sour diesel genetics going on in here. Okay. If uh, we look at one of the flowers in this jar, we could uh, we can see that structure and it's got a very sour diesel type of structure to it this kind of elongated structure as like opposed a to these little tree. yeah yeah i didn't even I realize the structure and how it grows i didn't even think of that yeah 
Okay, so I think That's I want to smoke this. Is this RS11? Um, wait, which one do I like? No, the lemon cherry gelato. Is that going to be like down down? It won't be down down, <laughs> but it, it, it'll likely be more. Uh, if we more, all share, we'll be potent, fine. <laughs> more potent than your typical too. Okay. Uh, more potent than, than what you've been smoking on here. Likely. All right. I want to try the lemon cherry gelato. All right. Very cool. I brought my wocket just in case because you can never go wrong with your wocket. <laughs> so wait, I didn't even know it charges for like years, right? I haven't charged it since I got it at your party. It's like Is electric, it grinder? It's an electric grinder. It's Whoa. amazing. Whoa. But it, it lasted over two years with they say it lasts a pound. That's yeah. what he told me. I was, he was like, a pound, probably. I'm like, oh, shit. It's got, like, little chain links in there as the blades. Yes. Yeah. And it just, like, little... takes the stem out. It's great. So this Bless. is how I grind my weed. I was wondering because I saw, you know, I looked at your uh, your yeah. little, you had your little, little things, kit. you know, out on your little uh, ways that, instruments to use for cannabis, right? Yeah, yeah. My tools. So, I love my tools. Um, here. Hold that. Wow. That's a stainless steel grinder. Because um, I don't want any aluminum um, or any aluminum shavings okay. getting into what I'm consuming. Aluminum is not Is that what most of them are made out of? A lot of them, yeah. Most grinders, most metal grinders are aluminum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I like that you um, I like that you use matches now instead of a lighter. I do use matches. Um, I brought my match safe. Uh, I just recently acquired this one here. Um this was made by a Spanish artist back in the 1870s. His name is Placido Zuluaga. Um, was known for doing Damascene work. The, the Damascene work is um, when they take silver and gold and they inlay it into iron as they have there uh, and decorate it. It's a wow. specialized technique that only certain craftsmen did back in the day and uh, he was known as being one of the finest. How do you start it though? Is it, uh, is it on the bottom of I it? I will demonstrate after we roll, roll the joint. Okay, yeah, no, but there's it. a little striker on the side here and it just beep. Okay. Yeah, it starts. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so you brought uh, you brought some rolling papers, you brought all your tools, your grinder, no, you your You brought papers. papers, I brought hemp wraps because oh. I don't, you know, I'm like, I know you're, I need the teacher to teach me here. Well, you're going to have fun today. Yes. Because I'm using these crazy um, vintage papers. I use these club papers. You can read what it says on the back there if you like. Um, Handmade club cigarette papers have no additives. So pure, so pure fibers entwine when wet and leave no ash when burned. They are as light as a butterfly's wing. See? <laughs> Wait, so pure fibers entwine when wet and leave no ash when burned. You don't have ash that comes off of your... There's joint. no ash. There's no ash off the paper. We could burn one of these papers and you'll see that it just leaves nothing. What the hell? Whatsoever. Um, and they're also glueless papers. Nice. Um, all this, and they're really light. So all that means they're really tricky to roll with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. On my first one, um, I'm getting the most pure. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got a trick here. We'll make it a little bit easier. So I use these double wide papers um, that come folded in half. I typically lick down the center and then I get two single wides just as this one here. And it's pre-torn and that torn edge serves as the glue, the pure fibers intertwining. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, for you, I'm just going to take off this top edge so that the pure fibers can intertwine, um, but leave more paper because I think ultimately it's going to make it easier for you to roll. Okay. That sound good? Yeah. And I got, well, I was going to say I got short nails, but I lied. Usually I'm too aggressive, so I did roll 
a joint like maybe once and then I gave up and just went back to my hemp wraps because <laughs> I can roll them so fast. It, it takes some practice, like anything, to get good at it. Um, all right. Good. Okay. All right, so I'm going to break up some of this lemon cherry gelato. Yeah. This gave me some, some deep feelings. What I am doing here is I am folding this paper on the bottom portion, and I'm making like a little trough, and that's going to hold the ground-up herb when okay. you put it in there. Um, and the fold line will also give this a little stability. So hopefully it doesn't all drop out on you. <laughs> that thing worked like a champ. It's amazing. I haven't used a grinder in years. Very cool. Is that running a little 9 volt or something? Yeah, I don't know what's in there. I think so. I don't know. what It's rechargeable though, so I don't oh, know. Oh, cool. It's got rechargeable batteries. Yeah, so he just came out with a new one. How long Shout you had that? Walk it. For a couple years. Really? Yeah. But it's great. It's the first time I've seen one of those. I pride myself on uh, being up to date with all the current tools. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, so look. I'm a this, is, this can go in your tools. And you can be like, look, and if you want to skip everything, just... <laughs> so which one are you rolling up? We should roll up two separate ones. Um, yeah. yeah. I will do this first class funk, I believe, um, is what I'll roll up. Have you smoked any of these yet? Of course I have. I've been smoking these daily. Okay. So what's your favorite strain from them? Um, I've been smoking that RS-11 to put me to sleep at night. Uh, okay. Good thing we didn't smoke that one. <laughs> I do uh, enjoy that, uh, that lemon cherry gelato during the day. Okay. Um, and I'm enjoying this first class funk too. And I like how when you break it up, you, it smells a little different too. Like I learned that when I was doing the cannabis cup. It opens up some of those aromatics that otherwise might be hiding out in there. Mm -hmm. Age, storage of the herb, something really fresh like this is going to be going to have a lot going on. It's going to be pretty loud. Um, something that has a bit more age to it uh, may not open up until you ground it. So when you started doing the high roller show, that was a year or two ago. It's been since I've been doing Ganjier for the last three years. It's actually been four years since I filmed my last high rollers, believe it or not. Wow. It's been a while. Yeah. So what happened? Were you a Ganjier first or after? Uh, I did high rollers first. High rollers kind of evolved into Ganjier. That's what I was thinking because when I was um, watching the interviews, it seemed like you guys were new to each other at yeah, that time, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew most of my guests. Um, I had uh, I'd been hired on by Green Flower Media to do cultivation content, teach people how to grow cannabis plants. And uh, through that, um, I started reaching out to all the people I'd been following on YouTube and online and the, the growers forums, um, which meant going up to Humboldt, you know, or Mendocino and working with Swami Chaitanya, mm -hmm. um, you know, or Kevin Jodry, um, or some of the others that I worked with. Yeah. Yeah. And through that process, I got to be friends with them and I came up with this idea for a smoke show. And uh, fortunately, Greenflower let me do it. It was awesome. Yeah, I feel like fun. we're in like the little eye roller lounge. Like we got the little warm setting. I'm having know? a little nostalgia moment here. I, I got to tell you, Angela, saying, we're here works in the out. club chairs. Okay, always works out for yeah. the best. Yeah. So, what do you like? What did you enjoy most about interviewing people? I am a real geek when it comes to the tools and techniques and methods for elevating your enjoyment of the consumption experience. And what I learned is 
connoisseurs all have their own little different ways for doing things. And through high rollers, I got to bring in, you know, these, these hash processors like Nicotee or Frenchy Cannoli. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to bring in these multi-generational uh, cultivators um, and learn their techniques, the tools they like to use. Um, and so that, it was great for me. Nice. It was just right yeah, up my alley, no, just getting a, to pick their, so what's this, what's that you got there? Like Why me. are you doing this? Yeah, you, on okay. your show, you're like, well, I'm excited. What, what'd you bring? I'm excited yeah. to see it. That's like me. I'm like, yes, we. Uh, all right. So I see you're all ground up, ready to go. I'm ground up. Um, what I typically do, so here, you can use this. I brought two of these. Thank you. Get my other one out here. And we're going to scoop up. We're going to look to see if there's any immature seeds in here. I just found a little seed. Uh, you have something different, so not, not likely in no, yours. But no worth seeds. a look if there's any little stems that maybe that grinder didn't break up completely, a little stick that might poke through the paper. Mm -hmm. We want to get that out now. We want a pretty homogeneously ground little pile of herb. Okay, so uh, let's take... Let's take our uh, rolling papers. So this is my, this is what I'm. So we're gonna have that with, off right? to the side, just ready. Okay. okay. So then I'm first here. No, no, we're all good. We're, we're, oh, we're gonna okay. use this to scoop the herb, and we're gonna preform the joint. Is what I like to do. And to be clear, this isn't the best way to roll. This is my way to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody rolls a little bit differently. Right. Uh, Swami likes to kind of pack them. Uh, Nicotee likes to kind of fold his the way he, he does his roll. Um, me, this is how I do it. You're getting the Derek Gilman way today, Angela. So okay, I like to, I like to, see, I kind of get it right along in there. Okay, I'm on the opposite side. Because now it's exactly the same size as ah, the length of the paper. Okay. No, okay, so there's no guessing. Yeah, it's like, and it's a little early step we're doing here. And you want it to kind of be just, you know, as evenly across, evenly across the top. Yep, very good. Okay. Real nice. Cool. So now we're going to get our paper. And we're going to hold it in our, my hold it. Are you right-handed or left-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay, me too. So we're going to hold that in our left hand. Um, I tend to kind of, yep, just like that's fine. Cool. We're going to ease the herb in. We're not going to drop it in. Okay, we're just going to ease it in. So I, I just line that thing just like that. Oh. Go back and forth a little. And it's almost, right, should be kind of mostly lined up there at this point. So you ease it in on the crisp side or the longer side? Um, oh, oh so, um, yeah, okay, so you want the edge with the fibers pointing up, up here. So you're going to need to flip it over. Right. Or you need to flip the, uh, you need to flip the paper around. With the with the torn edge up here, up top. There you go. Perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now ease that in there. Cool. You got it. You got it. Um, what I now do is I, um, so I'm trying to squeeze a lot of herb into a little paper, as you can see. Right. I'm like, I don't know if I need more. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's just about. Again, making sure everything's even across. You don't want any kind of little, you know, fat spots along the way. 
and I start pushing the herb in on mine and pinching the top closed. And that just gets all the herb in place there. And hopefully not too much falls out the ends while I'm doing it. I just always do this thing where I like roll it kind the of. Back and forth. Yeah, I, yeah that... gave you a little extra paper. It's almost like a little rolling machine kind of technique where you kind of, yeah, you're firming it up in there. You're firming it up because if it's too loose, when you go to roll it, it's just going to shoot out the ends. Right. So that's what I just did. I, I just I firmed. More weed. I just firmed everything up. That's a good idea. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah. Too much paper. <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah. Too much disintegrating paper. <laughs> <laughs> it may disintegrate on you. Hopefully not. Uh, I'm going to finish mine up here. This is nice sticky herb. So it's holding together real well. It's uh, holding onto the paper. So when I do my tuck and roll, um, everything's just going to hopefully hold into place. Okay, so when you're rolling though, what you're uh, you're just putting this, you're licking this part and then putting it over. You, know, you don't want to lick yet. Lick is going to be one of the last things you do. You're doing that uh, what you did a minute ago, where you're kind of firming it mm -hmm. in there, making sure it's not too loose. And literally, you want you can you can push down on it, and the paper won't tear okay. as long as you're just even with that pressure. You can really want to firm it up in there. You don't want to make it too tight, but you want to firm it up. There you go. That way, it's a, yeah. If you see it still kind of shooting up on the ends on you, firm up those ends a little. Because I'm used to holding it this way. It's like different, you know, because I'm used to rolling and like going like this with my blunt. Is that how you typically? And oh, gotcha. I, and then I lick it. We all have our own so technique, like I, I said. You got, yeah. I've gotten you this far. You might be better off doing your typical technique than trying to do what I do for the first time. It might not work out. <laughs> I'm losing weight, guys. <laughs> okay, so I'm here now. That's and now put I'm extra gonna... in. Yeah, and just kind of roll it on up there. Kind of tuck that, that bottom edge, which now the bottom edge is now, yeah, okay. gets tucked in. Be kind of tight now, but even with that pressure. If you're even with the pressure, you can go nice and tight and it won't rip on you. Okay. But if you go too loose, then it's when stuff starts shooting out. A little tuck and rolling it up with the thumbs. Is it working out? I think so. Yeah? I think maybe this side's a little tighter than this side, but... That's okay. Okay, and now lick it. Yeah, when you feel that it's 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 ready for that final little. It's <laughs> a technical term. It's uneven, but I I always roll it like it's like a snake that ate a rabbit or like a rat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just big in the middle. We used to call them back in the day. Yeah. So I'm licking the whole thing. You're licking along that edge. Okay. You're licking along that Am upper my... torn edge. Just lick along that upper torn edge, and then you want to get that edge down. But do you use your finger paper. or your lip? Do I use um, it like a blunt? Or I usually, I... what I'm doing is I typically roll, I lick it, I roll it all up, and then sometimes there's some edges that haven't gone down, and then I'll kind of use my tongue and lips just to ease those down. Okay. Once you get it all down, once it's all... Rolled up, then just set it down and let it dry for a minute. Once you feel that the, yeah, you do it kind of like uh, Nicotee does. He does this kind of like fold over. Yeah. Like, as opposed to like I'm... a roll. It's, right. it's kind of like he gets to a point and then folds it down. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think it looks smokable. Yeah, that's, that's all oh, you need. It looks like a fatty too. <laughs>
kind of got like a little hump to it. <laughs> I told you. It's like a little humpback whale. <laughs> Sweet. So, All right. Okay, so, so how are uh, we lighten it? How are we lighten it? Because now you got your... Um, I have a special little joint holder I like to use. Um, so this year, Angela, yes! is Sir Smokes-a-Lot. Oh my God, I love him. I was hoping you were going to bring me something cool like this. Of course. Sir Smokes-a-Lot is uh, a finger ring cigarette holder from the 1920s. 1920s? Where do you find these antiques at? Uh, lots of searching online, antique shops, auction houses. Oh, hey, look, he's pole dancing like me. He's rolling up. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually had this. Um, my friend bought me like a joint holder like this. Cool. And everyone thought it was so dumb, but I'm like, it's so cool because I had it on my on my finger. And I'm like, no, it's perfect because I'm like, you know. Your hands I'm like, free. The joint's always there. You're doing stuff. You know, yeah, it's great. And it's fun. And it was a bee. It was like a, it looked like a little Gucci bee, but you put the joint between the, like it kind of clamped. Oh, nice. You know. But this is so cute. So what's your favorite antique that you found? Uh, this fellow's high on the list. Okay. For sure. You know, I'm using him daily. Um, pretty much with every joint I smoke. Uh, I, uh, I'm pretty proud of this recent match safe that I found. I'm going to go live. Um, my rolling tray here is uh, it's a sterling silver tray made in 1918 uh tiffany london tiffany rolling tray how many people now have a tiffany rolling tray oh like hundred years old like tiffany's yes oh, exactly okay. yeah i was gonna say i'm like yeah like, that's i didn't I'm... know that was her full name yeah um nice so i think a lot of your stuff's like sterling a lot of it's seen. sterling gold i like precious metals yeah yeah and then that's the one that you had on your little youtube video right this black one yeah, so this is my, uh, that's my joint holder. That's from 1898. Wow. Uh, made out of ebony and sterling. Got the last name initial on here. Got the last name initial on there and a couple joints inside. And the joints inside, yes. What up, Remy? Shout out to Remy, too, because Remy connect, connected this whole thing. Um, we're on live. <laughs> I didn't know we were live. You didn't say, I, geez, I thought you were filming. How cool. Well, no, I mean, I just went live now because <laughs> I want to smoke it. So Sweet. we're here with Let's Derek Gilman. And um, we are at Dream Factory here with Jerome Baker and his big bongs filming a, a bonus episode. Y'all thought I was gone, but I'm back. Back to smoke with me. Back. Because I brought good herb. Yes, because I'm like, if, any, if I'm going to come out for anybody, it's going to be some definitely cannabis, okay? So we just rolled some lemon cherry gelato. You rolled some first class funk. And we're about to light up. I just rolled my first joint, y'all. Well, kind of, probably like my second joint, but this one actually I think is going to smoke right. So it looks like it's going to smoke right. <laughs> it's got that look to it. All right. Okay, so we're lighting with matches. We are lighting with matches. Um, again, I brought my uh, my match safe from the 1870s. Feel free to show that cool piece off. Match safe. So I know that you said um, basically like I I love how you're a bougie smoker like. You're like me. I'm like, people are like, you need your glass tip. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but you said basically when you do the lighter, you taste the fuel through, you, gotta you know, the careful. joint. Because when I was doing the the cannabis cup, I realized the dry hitting and all that stuff. Yeah. When I was learning the Gangier stuff, I realized yeah. you guys dry hit it. That's why it's like better to put it in paper because you can actually like taste and get the aroma and all that stuff. And what a great point. We should dry hit now before we spark up. All right. Let's dry hit. 
Mm. So up until now, you know, we, we smelled it. We used our olfactory glands. And now for the first time, we're engaging our taste buds. It still tastes very gassy to me. Fuel. I'm mm -hmm. getting a lot of fuel out of this. Mm -hmm. You're going to get very high off that, Angela. You've been warned. What? You said <laughs> I, said I said you're going to get very high off that. You've I'm excited. Been, you've been I, I'm prepared to get high. I haven't smoked in like four hours. <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, so when it comes to lighting a joint, um, I prefer to light my joints um, the same way that cigar smokers do for the same reasons that they do it. Um, pretty much any heat source is, has the ability to impart some flavor into your joint, whether it's a Bic and that cheap fuel that's in a Bic or um, even my matches that are putting off soot. If you draw that flame into the joint as you're lighting it, puff, puff, puff with the flame right there, you're drawing in the soot. You're drawing in the nasty residue from that Bic lighter. All right, and if you need any, you know, just take a Bic lighter and hold it under a ceramic plate. You'll see this nasty soot mark there. But okay. beyond that, smell that soot mark, and it's going to reek of just nasty fuel. You don't want to smoke that. We want gas, inhaling. but we don't want we don't want Bic lighter gas. Okay. Okay. We don't want to inhale it. So, um, what we do is we toast the joint, uh, just like cigar smokers do. All right, and by toasting it, I mean just lighting the very end without drawing the flame through. Um, and by doing so, we won't impact the flavor of the joint. Matches are fun too. A little I, bit of flavor, they, they spark That's up why like, I'm like that. I love how you were like, I wonder how many you're going to switch to matches. And like me. And a little showmanship to it. <laughs> oh, so you're going to light it for me? Yeah. Okay. So what we'll do, um, hold it. We're going to get just the end. Don't, we don't want to draw it. Hold the end up. Otherwise, the flame will run up the, uh, the joint. We don't want to do that. Yeah, because I always felt like always when, end. like with joints, they burn too fast, too. And catch. I would be like wasting weed. Catch just the end of this. If the tip catches flame, you can hold it up. There it goes. Hold it upright. Hold it upright there. Blow on the end. Blow, blow. And now inhale. It should be lit. Look at that. And I only got one little nug in my mouth with my new joint. Nick T calls those uh, Scooby snacks. Mahalo from Jersey. Yes, Jersey. Oh, yeah, I forgot Remy's in Jersey. Shout out to Remy and Leatherbound Crooks. He actually gave me my first dab. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then I took, like, my second one maybe, like, last month. And it was actually pretty good. I was like, I, I'm getting more open because before I was just like, I just want flour. I don't think you want to do dabs <laughs> during the daytime if you want to stay active and mentally engaged, though. <laughs> Save those for the nighttime. So now, on my taste buds, it's like... What are you tasting? It's definitely gassy, but it's got a different... I feel like it's got a, like a softer... <laughs> so... There's been a lot of talk lately about terpenes, mm -hmm. you know, the flavor and aroma compounds that are in cannabis. Um, labs are now testing for terpenes. However, it turns out that there are hundreds of compounds 
responsible for the aroma and flavor of cannabis beyond just terpenes. There's other classes of chemical compounds, aldehydes, esters, ketones, um, that all contribute to the aroma and flavor of cannabis. Each of these chemical compounds has a different point at which it becomes active, at which point it volatizes, um, and it's temperature-based. So when we first cracked these jars open, we were getting the most volatile compounds that volatize at low temperatures, volatizing at room temperature. When we spark it and we put the flame to it and now we're heating these compounds, there's other compounds that, that open up and volatize that we begin to taste. Yeah, because the terpenes, like, it, it gets deep with that too. But there's just so much in cannabis, like in the cannabis plant that we haven't even discovered yet. Exactly. And so... Exactly. That's why, you know, it's like when you say sativa indica now, it's like people are like, no, you can't say that. I'm like, well, it's the easiest way because people that aren't weed nerds, they don't know that they need like more, you know, pinene or more. I was, um, was it far, farnesine? Far, far, farnesine? F-A-R-S-E-N-E, -E, I think. It was it was like heavy in this brand that I got. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I never smoked that one. But this guy actually at the party that I was at, um, he had like a terpene list, and it was like, here, what do you want to feel like? I was like, this is awesome. And he was like, yeah, people love that. You know, people love to learn because most people, like you said, think, okay, I'm gonna smoke and get high, but you know, how long are you gonna just smoke and just get high and stone for? Like, because, which direction do you want to go? Right. Are you going to a party or a concert and you want to stay engaged? You know, are you just ready to relax and just chill and watch a movie or something? Is this the one I just gave you or is this different? No, this is mine. That's really... I really like myself. Um, oh, this is mine? Yeah. It's, I don't know why. It hits smoother oh, okay. <laughs> the, the third time. <laughs> what are you smoking? I don't know. It's just stuff that I brought. <laughs> Humo Farm? It's Who? Humo? H-U-M-O? No, I don't know Humo. Better switch it up then. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, tell I me, know, tell go me what's going on over there. I'm already high. <laughs> As promised. Yeah. Um, you like switch? I mentioned, this is uh, sure. I you want to try to sort of smoke a lot? Yes. I love it. Of course. It. Happy to share. Yes. Here you go. Sorry. You can smoke my first made me. Look, guys, this is a real joint, a professional. Oh yeah, it's very different. What do you taste in that one? Definitely getting the cherry off this. That's what I was gonna say. Like out of out of everything, I feel like I could taste a little cherry, but not. Oh, is this is this is this like bubbling? <laughs> it sounds like it's making noise of some sort. <laughs> it's getting excited because we're smoking next to it. I love the. <laughs> this is Sir smokes a lot. He's from 19 what? He's from the 1920s. 1920s. Made in France. You know what's crazy? I wanted to do, y'all don't steal my idea. I wanted to do um, a smoking shop and I wanted to smoke and then go right into like an antique store. <laughs> and see how much money you spend? <laughs> and do like a little, no, like do a little like, you know, like series or some shit. Like smoking shop, you know? Because I'm like, I love finding random shit. Like I used to be, me and my dad used to be in Burlington Coat Factory for fucking hours when I was little. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting random ass shit. So I'm like, um, that would be like one of my little, my little skits I would do. Activities that are fun while smoking and shopping is definitely on that list.
Only antique shops, though. I don't want to go to like a mall. I want to go find go some out. old school shit. Something unique. Something yeah. different. Um, and that's the idea, you know, again, around cannabis connoisseurship. I mentioned to you, it's about what you're smoking and how you're smoking it. Um, by introducing various tools um, into that, and it doesn't have to be a gold, you know, smoking tool from 100 years ago. Um, it could be whatever, you know, inspires you, whatever is your taste, whatever is your style. It could be something you made. It could be something that was handed down from a relative. I love how it's something not ashing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just realized. I'm like, you're right. It doesn't ash. The joint itself, the cannabis is going to leave an ash, but the, but the paper doesn't uh, impart any ash to it. I'll because of our pure out. fibers over here. Cheers. I need to spark this one again. <laughs> First time we're joined, okay? Won't say lit. It's all right. Still tasty good. All right, so this one, what's this one? First class funk. I mean, that one definitely hits harder. Like that cherry gelato. This one's a... This one's nice, though. It's just so fun smoking them back-to-back -back and comparing <laughs> the flavors, right? They're very different from one another. Oh, like going back and forth? My lip gets stuck with the joint. I, uh, yeah, I used some, uh, <coughs> some chopstick before I got started. Are you all smoking, reason. mister? Yeah. Smokes a lot. <laughs> it's just more fun, yes. isn't it? Having a personalized tool. Okay, so you're now you left on bolt. Uh, I uh, I left home bolt to come here for a couple of days. Uh, I live there now. Yeah, I moved to uh, Southern Humboldt uh, in February of 2022. Acquired the Ganjie campus. Yes, yeah, so Ganjie managing director. Yeah. And like, what do you like most about being like in the program? Because it's pretty crazy. Like my friend did it and, you know, this was like before I really got into it. And so he was just telling me like, oh, I'm going to go do the school. But he finished it super quick so that he yeah. and then he went to the farms and all that stuff. And they yeah. were they just told him, like, be ready to be the highest you've ever been. Like, you're literally just going to be the highest you've ever been this whole time. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely assessed some herb during the Ganjie classes. Uh, my favorite part, um, other than uh, getting to move to Southern Humboldt, which has always been a dream of mine, um, is interacting with the students, actually. Um, working with Greenflower, um, doing the cultivation videos that I mentioned, it was always just um, putting them out online, you know, so there wasn't a real connection that was happening. Um, but now we have people coming from all over the planet um, to the Ganjie program. Is there so you guys are accepting applications starting when? Is it over for the year? Uh, it uh, our next enrollment opens up middle of October. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're just about a, we're just about a month away from opening up. Maybe I'll just yes. that's probably when I'll air it then. Perfect. Absolutely. Makes sense. Um, um, Ganjie has been uh, really, really fun and cool. Um, as I mentioned, we've got students coming in from all over the planet. Um, I got really high off this. Um, last I'm already really high. I'm looking at you and I'm uh, like, I'm like stoned, but I'm, just, uh, I'm like, we're in a great place because it's like the table's flashing. I mean, we're just like, we're just around a bunch of bit bongs. Shout out again to Jerome Baker and his 
um, bong here, bong factory at the Dream Factory here, and Operation Pipe Dreamer. Shout out to them too. There's some technique to lighten to lighten the matches. I'm like, am I gonna out. fuck your shit up? Said, no, you're not gonna fuck it up. I just want to watch you okay. go. Would you could just uh. <laughs> I'm gonna put my joint down for this. There you go. Yeah. What the fuck? Put the head straight down onto it and uh, go across fast. Ooh, almost caught. Come on, 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it I'm takes going. a little practice. It didn't work. It turns out it didn't work. I just fucked the match up. <laughs> We're gonna need a fresh one. I'll, I'll teach you how. To, I'll teach you how to light. Uh, I gotta learn how to match. do a match now. Um, I like to hold the tip of my finger um, closer to the head of the match okay. when I do the strike. So closer right here. And like a quick little flick of the wrist. I'm making the flick of my wrist. Don't fall up. I'm gonna get my nail. Just got these. You won't get the nail. Oh, ah! look at that. Okay. So you said hold it upright, right? Exactly. If you were to hold the head, if you would hold the tip down, the flame would just run up the joint right. and you'd fuck it up. That should be good. Blow out the match so you don't burn yourself. Thank you. You Blow, caught it right well, before my yes, nail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for my first, I guess, like, second joint in my life, that I rolled, I'm gonna give it a fucking four. Not too bad. It's not too bad. It's smoking. <laughs> it's, it, it's gone out a couple times, but it's smoking. <clears throat> I know you said that you grew when you were super young. Do you yeah. remember the first time that you smoked and got high and was like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah, I do. I was a sophomore in high school. And, uh, and I came home curious after watching my dad and all his friends smoke my entire life. Um, I just decided to put a lighter to his little ceramic bong that he had, you know, while he, while he was away one day. <laughs> and, uh, and I hit this thing. Um, yeah. And it spoke to me right off the bat. I got high like the second time I smoked. The first you didn't get high the first time? No. I've heard about that. I just got a headache. I mean, okay. we were probably just smoking some dirt out this, like, we made it like a uh, foil pipe, and then we took, like, the filter out of, like, the sink, you know, the faucet. We took, like, the, the filters out back then and, and put you it used in. And that like, as the screen? That was our little, yeah, that was, I made, like, a little <laughs> weed crack pipe out of foil. We were smoking in Very the woods. Very MacGyver of you. <laughs> we were smoking in the woods. Shout out to my girl, Jess. And, um... Yeah, and I'm just like, we were just worried about cops coming or some shit. Like, Who got the herb? I don't know. I mean, I had like, I had weed. I'm not saying, point. I'm not naming names. <laughs> I don't even know where we got it from. But like, I had weed one point and I thought like, all right, I'm about to get high. I'm about to put this weed in my cake, right? So I had like dry weed and I put it in like this piece of like chocolate cake I had at the house. <laughs> and I, I ate it thinking like I was going to get high. Yeah. That was like before I knew anything about like baking. It's or like a anything. weed brownie. Yeah, and I just got like a big headache. And um, yeah, so it's just funny now that I'm fucking with God GAs and like people. 40 year cultivator, guys. Like, come on. So that's crazy. I was born, I'm gonna, yeah, date myself here. I was born in 1969 to a couple of hippies. 
Um, <laughs> cannabis has been in my bloodstream since before I was on the planet. Um, mm. Smoke was ever present in the air. Like I'm sure it was in my mom's oh, lungs while I was in, well, you know, I was in the womb. Some of my earliest memories are literally being in a darkened living room in the smoke circle with my parents and their folks. <laughs> like I'm four or five years old. Um, and just being that link in the chain, just making sure that it got over to the next person, you know, in the circle. Um, That's crazy. I came home um, uh, in third grade, came home from school one day, and there was bales of weed in the house, like hay bale size. It was different. You know, I was growing up in the 70s uh, and ultimately the 80s. And That's just fucking nuts. Like, yeah. You had to be quiet. Like, I couldn't tell anybody. You know, my folks and all their I buddies mean, were, were so freaks. Did friends but I ever ask to, to come to your house? Yeah. And it, and it was, and, and more often than not, I couldn't bring people over. Yeah. Right. Because, yeah, I'd you know, drug parents, you know. <laughs> Johnny goes home like, Mom. <laughs> That's what I saw. got a lot of hay <laughs> in his they house. hay bales in the room. <laughs> Wow, that's crazy. That's awesome, though. Like, what a great, like, way to just come up in, like, learning about the plant. And, like, this is the deeper I get learning about it. It's just great. It's great because I know I talked to you earlier this week, and I was kind of, like, down. And I told you, like, I was on a break. I was excited to not do anything with media and all this, you know, it just gets to you sometimes. But yeah. then when I, like, you know, it's just, like, everyone has their roller coasters, and I'm still adapting to that in my life, especially in media, right? Because sure. it's, like, it's enough to do it on your own, but then being present, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you coming out. I'm excited that we did this. And cool. it always just makes me like remember why I started the show was to break the stigma of weed, to really do like a plants over pills thing. You know, I've just influenced so many people around me to get off pharmaceuticals and just get on like minerals, herbs, and like weed is just one of those healing herbs. It's like part of my life. So just having a passion. Yeah. And that's it. what it, it's crazy because that's why I said like I probably want to come out for like something like with music or something but like it's like weed i'm like oh yeah like this is great we're about to like really get into it you yeah. know it's like when you're passionate about it it shows so every other gustatory industry from wine to coffee to chocolate cigars cheese has trained professionals that guide consumers in their experience and and assess the quality okay right in wine it's so my a's mm -hmm. cheese it's cheesemongers and chocolate it's chocolatiers um, the cigar catadors. Um, and now in cannabis, we have ganjiers. Yes. I'm excited yeah. for y'all's future. Yeah. I mean, um, when I talked to Madame Cannoli, she was like, you should probably do the ganjier thing. I'm like, eventually I'll get there. I got a lot, got a lot on my list, but my first thing is going to be going to get my weed. I'm excited to, um, smoke it faded brunch for the first time this year. Faded brunch. When's that? Faded brunch. Um, by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Far out here in Vegas. No, it's going to be with Sierra, so I'm going to have oh. to... you're going to do it in NorCal? Yeah. So cool. So, <clears throat> so cool. I'm excited because I'm going to go interview them in the plants, you know, and like just... I have an amazing uh, chef uh, that uh, I can put you into contact with. Okay. If you're looking for somebody to uh, do the catering, uh, it's up there in NorCal. Oh, catering. No, I wasn't getting fancy, but shit. I, you know, I love it that you're bougie. I love it. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to eat up there? But they said it's like wine. It's a little like wine town too. So I'm going to go around and yeah, it'll be fun. You better come visit the Ganjia campus when you Well, come now up. that I know, yeah, I'm definitely stopping by. Send me the Addy. I'll be right Sweet. there. Absolutely. Okay. So do you think, because you were interviewing people for a while, right? Yeah. And so um, do you think there's like a question that you've asked somebody that kind of shocked them? Because do you remember anything that's like 
people were like, wow, I'm surprised, you know, because do you go in blind on your interviews or? <sighs> yeah, yeah, the guests don't know what questions I'm going to ask ahead of time, just like here yeah. today. Um, I had a guest on, I had Steve D'Angelo on. And uh, you know who Steve D'Angelo mm -hmm. is? Um, he's a, a well-known um, advocate of cannabis since the 1970s. Um, yeah, founded Harborside Dispensary in Oakland, one of the largest dispensaries in California. Nice. So I had Steve D'Angelo on, and he's this, uh, you know, he's the front man for this large business now. Um, he has this, this um, black market legacy and history. Uh, however, it had been a while since he spoke about it. So when I had him on, I didn't want to talk about all his latest achievements and his great, you know, this big dispensary that he's running. I wanted to talk about the black market days. And I think I may have caught him a little off guard nice. uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, and it was cool. And he broke out some great stories about, yeah, smuggling in Mexico and, yeah, and finding weed off the coast of Florida. And, yeah. No, and I love it because I was, like, looking at your, your videos and it, you have a lot of support, you know, like people in the cannabis community really do love this type of stuff and um, they love learning about it and it's just crazy how many growers there are around the country and there's a lot of weed nerds are, out there yeah weed nerd nation okay that's a mendo dope yeah <laughs> um yeah people just like geeking out on the details it's not just about you know what's the cheapest herb i can get to get high and moving on it's about taking your time and paying attention to that aroma like we did and we compared and contrasted, right? We're paying attention to the tools we're using. Um, we're, pay we're comparing the flavors between the two joints. When you're passionate about something, and we're high that's as what hell. you do. <laughs> we're high as hell in the process. <laughs> um, do you have like a favorite interview you did? Because I know you did Frenchie, RIP to Frenchie. But I know you had Frenchie on there. You had Nicotee. You had Mean Gene, which was your favorite grower at the time? Or? Yes, my favorite uh, grower and breeder. Uh, at the time, he was the only that's other crazy, grower that like, I would smoke. That's going to be your favorite. Like, that's like legendary. It you know? was cool. So, um, <laughs> impress you. Mean Gene, right? High Rollers episode. Uh, no idea what I'm going to do with him. Morning of, I go pick him up. I'd flown him down from NorCal down to where I was at the time. I wasn't in NorCal. <clears throat> I flew him down. Um, and we're driving to the studio. And I'm like, so, you know, what'd you bring, man? He's like, well, I got like eight different flavors. And I'm just like, whoa, eight? Holy shit. What are we going to do with eight flavors, man? And I'm like, I got an idea. We're going to do a little mini cup. All right. And we're going to smoke them all. And we're going to, and we're just going to compare them all from one to the next. Yes. Okay. And that's when you had them on the yeah, table. Yeah. Sounded like a great idea at the time, right? So now yeah, we lay them out on the yeah. table. And eight joints, you know, we got like one or two joints in before it's like, hey, we're not going to smoke the whole joint of each of these. It's too much. Uh, maybe a third right, of each we'll to take, get, we're you know, gonna the flavor. We're going to taste them. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then we started out, we were going to, you know, hey, we're going to break it all up by hand. We're not using grinders, you know, because that was his way of doing it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do yeah. it like me and Gene and break it up by hand. His herb is so sticky. So sticky. That's why, Okay. Yeah. So we do the very first one. And you see these papers, they're coming apart in my hands like I couldn't roll it. It's like wiping the resin off on my jeans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So was... do you remember your favorite out of the eight? His root beer. Root beer. His root beer. Wow. What is that like? What is that? What Literally is tastes like root beer. Um, you know, like a, a licorice root. 
So it would be earth. Yeah, it was earthy, sweet, because, you know, root beer has the yeah. sugar in it as well. It's not just pure, you know, I don't anise. know if I, I mean, I had cat piss one time, and they, like, this guy had this giant bag of it, and we just, like, took some out, and um, I'm like, I don't want to smoke some. It's like cat piss. I'm like, it fucking stinks. It smells like cat piss. What you, did it literally and smell? I, yeah, it smelled, and I smoked it. It was like one of the best fucking sativas I ever had, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to smoke this. <laughs> you know, Shout out to that guy in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, you never know what's going to speak to you in the end. Okay, maybe it's cat piss. Um, do you have any advice for cannabis growers since you've been like? around it you're like 40 years in really that's like crazy so it's like you I don't know it's like what's something that everyone could use in their own I would start by um, anybody who is a cannabis enthusiast just anybody who enjoys it who hasn't grown should try growing a plant because that's really where you deepen the relationship with the plant. Something different happens when you grow it. Something different happens when you smoke what you grew. It's just a different level of connection. Um, we've, I don't know, people garden tomatoes. You've ever had some, you know, your friends or, 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 or relatives. Okay, those <clears throat> tomatoes are probably some of the best tomatoes. Way better than you're right. getting in the store, right? Um, the same holds true for cannabis. But unlike the tomato, and not to be crude, but you're going to eat the tomato and it's, your, your body's going to process it in relatively short order. Um, you smoke the cannabis or you eat the cannabis, you consume the cannabis, it binds with you on the most intimate of levels. It binds with you on the nerve receptor level. All right? And it stays in your system for weeks on end. So, yeah, growing the plant, um, understanding in the end that it's a life form, that it's a... You know, that it's, a, that it's something that provides food, fuel, fiber, medicine, recreation. Uh, it's, it's sometimes a lot of people just kind of lose that connection and just remember, oh, it's herb, yeah, it's get high and all. Right. Um, but it, that thing started as a living creature. I love, I love plant medicine, you know? Yeah. So it's like all this. Um, and, then so for, and then for experienced growers, um, for me, the best herb... Uh, is sun-grown, outdoor. The plants are happiest there. They seem to fulfill Do you think, like, potential. with all the climate stuff that's happening, like all this, you know, how we're seeing all this crazy weather, especially, like, on the West Coast, I mean, when this was the craziest winter we had in Vegas. And, um, you know, like, that's why, like, they had to push out harvesting and stuff this year, so. Things are a little different in places. Do you places. feel like anything's going to change, or are you just going to have to adapt with it? Like, do you feel like everyone can grow outdoor in the U.S., no matter what? Cannabis likes certain conditions. It doesn't like too much humidity, <clears throat> for example, especially near harvest time. Uh, you can get a lot of mold uh, with humidity near harvest time. There's places that think they can grow good cannabis there. Um, but, uh, good cannabis is relative in the end. I've been places, uh, where they're growing a lot of moldy cannabis now, unfortunately. There's certain areas that it just doesn't make sense to grow. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, because the East Coast is booming now with cannabis. Probably mostly indoor. There might be places like Kentucky, I think there's some places, and there's a couple other states out there where... The weather's right, but generally, it's pretty humid on the East Coast. 
Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, hey, you want to come back home because, you know, weed's legal now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> there's nothing that will make me want to move back there. But shout out to y'all. I miss you. <laughs> All right. So um, as far as coming up, we got Ganjie next month. If you want to sign up, anybody that wants to sign up for it. We are opening enrollment middle of October through the end of the year. Okay. Yes. Uh, limited amount of seats each year. We sell out each year. Um, nice. So and it's like interested, a, can you like delay. just tell a little bit about the, exp what, the experience on that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the Ganjie program is, uh, is a three-step program where we have an online component where we have 10 online courses, uh, about 35 hours of content, video, reading, uh, 10 courses from history to botany, science, uh, cultivation, genetics, consumption, uh, business. Yeah, so that's the online component. Uh, after that, we have a two-day in-person training at the Ganjie campus in Southern Humboldt, and uh, where we go through the skill set. The idea being um, we deliver knowledge and skill set through the program. Knowledge we deliver through the online component, and the skill set is done in person. And so the two-day live training, we have a minimum of five Ganjie council member instructors there. Nikati is there almost every time. Uh, Swami Chaitanya, Kevin Jodry, myself, uh, Wendy Kornberg, um, and Aaron Varney uh, does our business course. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, we do a farm tour in the in-person training where we go to one of the local sun-grown farms, uh, either Huckleberry Hill right now, uh, which has the kick-ass uh, white thorn rose, or um, Fallen Oak Farm, like we shared yeah. today. I want to just like hit the farms on the way when I do my Cali trip. Yeah. Like I just want to start in Sierra, then go down. You know, and then what we're time gonna, of year? We're going to go down to LA. Pick the right time of year, as far as visiting farms. Yeah. Understanding springtime is when stuff is beginning for the most part. Right. So uh, if I go in like November, I'm good. Uh, November, most outdoor plants will be harvested. Right. But you'll be smoking some freshly harvested herbs. Right. That's yeah, what I'm going that's with. the best time to go and smoke. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't want to wait for it to cure. You know, yeah. I want to, I do want to see it. I'm like, send me some videos. I want to see my baby growing. <laughs> Definitely. But um, thank you so much, Derek. It's been so fun having you on here. Did thank you, you enjoy Angela. the show? Yeah, it was a good time. I got real high. Um, it was my first high of the day. And first I, high of the yeah, day. Yeah, and I mentioned to you, um, yeah, some clown, you know, next door at the hotel woke me up in the middle of the night. So drunk I didn't get and, much drunk sleep. Drunk and passed out. <laughs> some Almost clown. drowned himself. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> only in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, only in Vegas. A whole lot of fun. Shout um, out to um, Jerome Baker and the Dream Factory here. Shout out to Remy LBC. And um, y'all are going to see Jerome Baker on the show probably next season blowing some glass. I don't know what his records are and all that, but. I mean, it's crazy. Record for one of the world's largest bongs. Yeah. I want to I want to know how big it is. Yeah, thanks for having me here too. This is a cool glass shop. I'm actually going to uh, peek too. around when we're done uh, and maybe score a pipe if possible uh, before I split. Yeah, oh yeah, cuz you got your what's it called over there? The motherships. The motherships. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, beat me up. I'm, I'm a ready. tool nut. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, um thank you so much for being here. I yeah. appreciate your time. It was fun. If y'all want to sign up, go to ganjie.com and um Thanks yeah. for pitching for me. Just so keep, cool. Just keep like learning, you know, because it's like it gets deeper. And if you have the, if you are blessed to be able to live in an environment where you can do this and not worry about, you know, the doors being busted down because you got some weed, like 
yeah. you know, I mean, here and there, but like for the most part, we're free with it. And that's why I love that it's like getting to this point. So yeah. ultimately, yeah, I don't like to hard sell the program um, because again, we sell out all the time as it is. Um, and you had some, you've had friends go through, as you've you know mentioned, they yeah. recommended you go through. Yeah. And so that's I'll, the I'll best, that's the best, you know, as far as, you know, I just, for me, it's about delivering on the promise of that knowledge and skill set um, and the community that's been born out of Gangier and then uh, let everybody else be the ambassadors for the program. And thanks to your, well, sir, sir smokes a sir lot. Smokes a lot. He got I us high. Him. He got us high today. <laughs> you want to finish this roach after we, uh, after yeah. we uh, close up here? Cool. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here for my bonus episode. I'm going to be gone for a couple months, just relaxing, focusing on other things. And, um, you know, I'll be back in season five, but always with something good. Until next time. Peace.